Hey, what's going on, Brosephine Baker? It's your boy, Jerry, the TR expert Washington, AKA the fitness general. I love being a personal trainer here at General Fitness Company Studio. Yeah, I love training my clients and seeing them progress, being better people today than they were yesterday. And I love seeing the sweat on their brow as they do it. Yeah, in-person training is absolutely amazing. But did you know that you can also train with me online? We have an online training platform that we've just put out we have a few people that have signed up recently and they've enjoyed it and I think you'll enjoy it too. And when you sign up at generalfitnesscompany.com, you'll get a free 20 minute workout. You'll get a free sign up to our newsletter as well as a free two week intro to our program. So you get a lot of stuff for free. You're gonna really enjoy what we do here. We put it together painstakingly to replicate what I do here in studio with my clients. So it's going to be exactly like training with me here in studio at your convenience. So you can work out from the convenience of your phone if you want to. So I would really love for you to be a part of this. All you got to do is go to gentlefitnesscompany.com. You go there, you'll sign up for our newsletter. You'll get a free 20 minute workout as well as a two week intro to our online training platform. So get on it. What are you waiting for? generalfitnesscompany.com. Check it out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep good company. Let's go ahead and start the show. Yo, what's going on, Broblin? It's your boy, Jerry. That's a play on Goblin, by the way. Anyways, it's your boy, Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is October 31st, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that was corny. But anyways, yeah, it's Halloween. It is Monday, and it is season nine, episode number 119. And today, we're going to be talking about Halloween. In fact, I'm going to be talking about it uh, because I was curious about it. Uh, as I said in the episode, I was... Uh, watching a movie called Coco with my son called, uh, about uh, Dia de los Muertos and I was really curious about like why is this this holiday uh, that is technically you know a, ho a holiday about like you know death why is it so celebrated it's like not really a happy holiday right and it's not like Christmas and Easter and stuff like that you know it's like kind of scary so like why would we celebrate something so scary and uh, I found out quite a bit. In fact, I did a little research. I went down a really big rabbit hole. Uh, I really don't want to go into all the stuff that I found. I really wanted to go into all this stuff, but this pod, this episode would have been about 40 minutes if I talked about all the stuff that I found. So I just kind of picked out the bits and pieces that I found that were really intriguing that can kind of uh, play to my point about Halloween and its per and its purpose and uh, what it traditionally meant as opposed to what it means nowadays and uh, I'm going to give you my own interpretation of what holiday uh, Halloween uh, should mean for all of us so without further ado let's go ahead and get this episode out of the way season nine episode number one nineteen and we're going to call this one the Halloween special <laughs> let's go.
All right, it's Halloween. We're going to be talking a little bit about the history of Halloween. I wanted to talk about this today because I was watching a movie uh, with my son uh, this last weekend. We were watching this movie called Coco, and it's about the Dia de los Muertos. And I was uh, really intrigued. I learned a lot about that, uh, the Dia de los Muertos. I, you know, I learned a little bit about it when I was living in Spain. I learned that there's 30-plus uh, 30, 30 countries that celebrate uh, uh, Halloween in some sense. And I was curious, you know, like it's interesting to think about these like traditions, right? Traditions exist for a reason. I mean, you know, you have fat. Fads. fads obviously come and go, and they essentially just byproducts of the flavor of the month for whatever particular culture. Uh, but traditions that you know not only span within a culture, but span uh, throughout time within a culture, but are also celebrated by other cultures. I think those are important to really look at because they might have a significance outside of just you know fun and games. It's essentially, that's what we look at Halloween now, right? That's how we look at it. It's like you go out, you get dressed up, you. Uh, you know, wear a mask or a costume and you go get candy or you, you know, as uh, in the case of the people we're going to be talking about in a little bit, you go out and you could create a little bit of destruction. <laughs> if you heard of a uh, hell night or a mischief night, uh, that's essentially what I'm uh, referring to there. But we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. So history Halloween is essentially started by uh, 2000 years ago by the Celtics. All right. These people, um, they essentially realized that, you know, during this time, this was like after we started being an ag agrarian culture, after we started learning how to farm, uh, we realized that, you know, during the fall, things start to die. You know, as the winter time, when a winter comes, uh, everything dies. So this is essentially, it started off, you know, uh, the people of the past, historical figures, uh, they looked at it as a time of death, a time to celebrate death. And they celebrated it in, the, in a sense of like, they created a fall festival. And you think about this, right? I mean, the Celtics started, it kind of, it's a little bit hazy as to how it progressed, but the Celtics started it, the pagans adapted it as a, as a fall festival, and that was essentially the time to start the new year and prepare for the winter. Again, it reemphasized winter and fall represent death, you know, in the wintertime everything dies. So this was like a, a celebration or a uh, remembrance of death and the honoring of the people that died. So uh, they called this time, uh, time of year Sawin, and I think this is the actual not the Celtics. I don't believe. I believe it was the actual the the pagans that called this. They called it the Sawin, and that was the time of, of year when people kept fire. So that's kind of where this you know you start to see this this whole hellish kind of. Uh, things start to brew up. Before it was just about uh, honoring the dead and stuff like that. And then, you know, the time of year when people kept the fire is, was essentially what they merged with the, the, uh, the pagans and the Celtics uh, merged together. So, you know, because this is the last of the far harvest, uh, it was a, it was a scary time. You know, you can imagine like 2,000 years ago, before electricity, before refrigeration, before a lot of the modern technologies that we have today. Uh, this could be a, a scary time because it's the time of harvest. You, again, there's kind of the emphasis on death is here because if you didn't have enough after the harvest, you kind of had to prepare for you know maybe a family member passing because they they might have died from starvation. And this essential, this time essentially became uh, the boundary between the living and the dead. Uh, it, I thought this was really interesting to think about. Like you know, like even two thousand years ago, back in the day, our ancestors really put some thought into this, and they you know realized that you know there's a time of death, there's a time of life, a time of rebirth, and we created these views on the seasons, as, and they became part of our you know part of our vernacular, part of our culture that we 
pretty much have nowadays. You know, you don't even think about like where the seasons come from, uh, but that's part of how the seasons came about, how we look at our seasons now, right? Uh, so this started, this is the beginning of the transition and now it started to transition even more uh, was after, you know, it was, it was about, you know, the, the early, you know, 800s, 900s, like the early before, uh, you know, the 10th century, it was like 9th century, 8th century, things started to change uh, because the church wanted to get involved and they wanted to get more people into, the, uh, into Christianity. So what they did is they started adapting uh, some of the uh, pagan religions. They started adapting some of the uh, Celtics and a lot of other, like, not necessarily, uh, you know, church-related religions. And they adapted some of those uh, traditions and made them part of uh, the at the time I think Catholic traditions. So wh- uh, what they did, they had this day. I think it was May nineteenth, called All Saints Day, and this was part of the Catholic. This is called a part of what was called the liturgic calendar. And what they did is they changed this uh, this day, May nineteenth, which was one of the most popular, one of the more popular days in the uh, church calendar uh, because it signified, you know. You know, the rebirth, you know, the rebirth, and you know things coming back to life, and kind of on that play of the uh, the boundary between the living and the dead, they placed that May nineteenth day, which was one of the popular days, and they made it. They they tried to essentially drown out this um, All Hallows Eve, and I think it was called All. Uh, they turned changed it into I think it was All Hallow Tide, and this was essentially these three days that involved that old pagan holiday uh, of ha- uh, Halloween. So All Hallows Day, or yeah, I think it was All Hallows Day, that was, uh, that's um, essentially what was now, what is now called uh, All Saints Day. So All Hallows Day was uh, the first, it was November 1st, and what they did is they changed uh, All Saints Day into that November 1st all Hallows Day. So they, again, they kind of mix some things up. They put some things, uh, they replace some things, and they try to essentially bogart, for lack of better words, uh, these pagan and Celtic uh, religious ceremonies and, and traditions. So uh, All Saints Day was for the first day, and the second day was the, I can't remember what it, it's called, it's the uh, 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 he, the name name escapes me, but anyways, there was another day that was added uh, to further uh, obscure the All Hallows uh, All ha- um, Hallows Eve or All Hallows Eve on which was you know uh, Halloween. <laughs> it would eventually turn into Halloween. So uh, that was how it uh, by the ninth you know by the ninth or tenth century. That's essentially how we've got the basis for Halloween, right? Uh, the, the 31st was this eve before All Hallows Day, and is the, these three days that they call it's All Hallows Tide. So they put this uh, specific emphasis on these days because they were trying to uh, get rid of the pagan and the Celtic uh, traditions. So and that's essentially how it went down until like the early 1900s, right? It was from 900 A.D., you know, from the 10th century till the 1900s. It was essentially the same, you know, like people celebrated Halloween as a more of a religious ceremony and it became a little bit more of a um, uh, of a commercial thing in the 1900s. So 1905 was the very first 
Halloween parade. And that was in uh, Allentown, Allentown, Pennsylvania, believe it or not. So Pennsylvania started uh, the first traditional or the first uh, commercial Halloween. <laughs> it started here. So um, and, and as a side note, there's actually a town in uh, Minnesota where, I'm, where I went to college called Anoka that is the Halloween capital of, uh, of the United States, they call it, because they have like this tradition that has pretty much been since like 19, 1907. They've had this Halloween parade every year ever since. So I don't think any of the other towns like Allentown, I don't think they do it the same way as they did back in the 1905. Uh, but anyway, so 1905 was essentially the commercial, the beginning of the commercialization or the beginning of the modern Halloween that we have nowadays. So 1905, people started having, having Halloween parades and people started celebrating it a little bit differently, making it a little bit more commercial. And in 1930, somebody had an idea to have boxed costumes for parties. So before that, you know, 1905 until 1930, uh, people were essentially getting, making their own costumes. They were, you know, having parties and going out and doing their thing, still, you know, carrying the candies and stuff like that. Uh, but it was not until 1933 is really when it became the modern day Halloween, what we see Halloween as today. So what happened in 1933, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I hope you do. That was pretty, pretty much the start of the Great Depression. Uh, there was a lot of things going on in the, in the world as well as in our country, and people were frustrated. So a lot of the kids on the All Hallows' Eve, actually before All Hallows' Eve, before Halloween, uh, the, which is essentially what we call now Mischief Night, uh, they went out and they did all these crazy things. It was called Black Halloween. And they essentially did all these wild things like uh, put soap on train tracks and made these train cars derail. They threw uh, rocks through windows. They caused a lot of destruction. And uh, because of that, people started to uh, think about Halloween a little bit differently. Instead of making it only for adults, it became more of a, chi uh, a child's holiday. What they did is they, to make Halloween more fun, uh, they ended up starting making costumes that you can buy. Right. So before they had like these box costumes for parties that you can do like at parties or whatnot. Uh, but they had these costumes that you can buy uh, that you could go to stores and they would have like, you know, pre-made costumes, essentially what we have nowadays. Uh, but these didn't start until 1933 because of the fact that, you know, they wanted to get the kids involved and they didn't want them to continue destroying uh, an economy that was already hurting. Because obviously when you have when there's destruction, you've got to fix it, and fixing it costs money. So that was essentially, and that is essentially, the history of, of Halloween. And uh, trick-or-treating short, happened shortly after that, again, uh, to keep these kids from pulling pranks like you know they were doing on Halloween. They, uh, instead of having these kids, uh, instead of letting the kids pull these pranks, they had the uh, instead they had them instead of going door to or instead of going house to house and tearing up houses, they would essentially um, bribe the kids with candy. So they would have little signs out in front of the houses saying, you know, trick or treat. That's how trick or treat came along. Believe it or not, that's less than a hundred years old. <laughs> but trick or treat came along. We say, you know, we have treats for you, uh, or you know, tricks or whatnot. And the trick was to give you a treat. So 
that's how that was. Now, trick-or-treat is essentially what people say uh, without even knowing that's what the foundation of it was. Is essentially like we give you a, a treat so you don't play tricks on us, <laughs> so you don't destroy our house. Uh, so, yeah, that is essentially, again, the, the history of Halloween. I thought that was really intriguing. But uh, the most in, uh, intriguing thing, again, like I, the reason why I was looking at this, because I wanted to look at what tradition uh, this Halloween, this All Hallows Tide, had uh, uh, throughout history. Like, why do we celebrate this? And to go back to my earlier statement, it was like the time of year when people kept fire, when, people, when things were dying. So people wanted to commemorate and they wanted to honor their dead. But I think on top of like honoring the dead, it's important to think about honoring these traditions, honoring these things that help, that got us to where we are now, but don't necessarily serve us today. And that's essentially the same thing as looking at, you know, the harvest and, you know, those things that help bring us into uh, where we are and g gave us sustenance and stuff like that and helped us uh, up until the point to where it dies. And when it dies, you have to start looking at something, uh, something new or try to survive off as much as you can off that thing that uh, was giving you sustenance. So uh, I say that we have to look at those things that brought us to where we are, like say for instance slavery slavery was essentially how this country was built it was built was country was built on the back of backs of uh, african slaves as well as um, native americans now obviously uh, it did service quite a bit it made us the greatest country in the world uh, but at the same time uh, we can't continue these practices because you know um, besides the fact they're inhumane they're instant uh, they're unsustainable right if you have everybody as a slave eventually you know you're going to have some revolts you're going to have some risings up and uh, people are going to um, eventually destroy what you built. That is like, that, that's the point, right? It's just that uh, we don't, we can recognize and honor those things that brought us to where we are today, but those things that we did and those things that um, made us successful aren't necessarily gonna bring us to the next level. They're not gonna bring us to, uh, um, to, prosper, to prosperity in the future uh, because you know, those things are built on, those things that we did were built on destruction. And we don't want to be having a culture built on destruction because that just creates a cycle of destruction. So I, I would have you uh, consider this today on this Halloween night, that uh, those things that brought you to where you are, you, know, you should honor them. But at the same time, you should release them, let them go. Think about the things that you could be doing that can help you into the future, things that can uh, bring you into the new year, somewhere similar to our ancestors, similar to our other uh, people that uh, first celebrated Halloween or All Hallows Eve. What, did they, what can you do to change uh, the trajectory of your, of your life? You know, what can you do to become more prosperous and more successful uh, than you potentially would should you continue along your path? So that, that's what I wanted us to think about today. You know, there's like a good history of Halloween, a good history of like what it's brought to us as a, as a, you know, a, a human race and uh, what we can uh, learn from it and what it, we can um, uh, bring to our own lives, bring into our own lives based on that history and based on that learning of our own ancestors. You know, I think it's just super important, you know, like, those that do not learn history are doomed to repeat it, as they say. So, yeah, that's what I wanted us to, to talk about today. I really hope that you got some value from this episode. I think this was a really cool thing to learn about Halloween and what it means. What, whatever your religion is, I mean, pretty much everybody celebrates it, except for a few 
you know, a few religions, but uh, for the most part, it's not a religious holiday. It's just something that uh, a lot of people uh, celebrate and um, I guess they don't even realize that it does have a religious significance. I didn't realize that until now. In fact, uh, I remember growing up, my mom uh, always told us we shouldn't celebrate Halloween because it's not uh, a religious thing. But um, lo and behold, it's actually very uh, religious in its um, foundation. But obviously, it's not exactly that anymore. It's very commercialized and how it is now. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just something that uh, we all should consider. Uh, what, what, what can we honor and what can we... Um, bring to our own lives that is going to be helpful uh, going into the future. All right. Yep. I will check you later. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. All right. So anyways, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and fit this, finish this episode and uh, get, you know, so I can get on out and get my trick or treat on, get me some candy corn because it's my favorite. Uh, I'm going to ask you this question, I think, uh, on the uh, on the Spotify. So if you are tuned in on Spotify, feel free to uh, leave your reply. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Mine, candy corn. Don't laugh. I'm serious. I really love candy corn. It's my favorite. All right. I'll check you later. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. And as always, keep good company.